Welcome to the Commentary Magazine Daily Podcast. Today is Friday, May 14th, 2021. I'm John Podhoritz, the editor of Commentary Magazine. With me, as always, Executive Editor Abe Greenwald. Hi, Abe. Hi, John. Associate Editor Noah Rothman. Hi, Noah. Hi, John. And Senior Writer Christine Rosen. Hi, Christine. Hi, John. So uh, you don't have to wear a mask anymore unless you live in places where you have to wear a mask because um, apparently we only follow the science when our uh, when we enjoy the sympathetic magic being provided by the science. So the the line is if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask in, indoors or outdoors anymore. This came out no no prep, no preparation for this whatsoever. Just dropped yesterday afternoon. Um, from the Biden administration, Rochelle Walensky, the head of the CDC, whose guidance this is, had only a few days ago informed Susan Collins in a in a, in a Senate hearing that she would not send her child to summer camp out of fear of COVID. Children, of course, being extremely unsusceptible to COVID, uh, particularly when all the adults around them are, let's say, vaccinated. Uh, which every camp will require of everybody who goes to camp. Uh, uh, this, um, she may be one of the worst public officials we've ever seen in terms of her inconstancy and uh, emotionality and uh, uh, surrender to whatever is the political orthodoxy of the moment whose line she has unwittingly crossed. But I mean, the fact that she could say this on a Monday or a Tuesday, and then on a Thursday, uh, her agency announces that um, masking is for all intents and purposes over once you are vaccinated, uh, while not yet lifting, though I assume it will be lifted, the guidance that children this summer should all be socially distanced and wearing masks outside in 90 degree weathers in conditions of quarantine, which is what a summer camp actually is. It is a qu- literally a quarantine. There's a gate you can close and no one can come in or leave anytime you want to um is pretty startling so um i can only liken this to the collapse of the soviet union (laughs) insofar as this was a guiding philosophy a source of identity that not two weeks ago this agency produced a graphic that told you that if you were vaccinated you could do precisely two new things both of which were outside, maskless. Two weeks later, the whole edifice collapses. And to hear people who adhered to this philosophy talk about it, they are unmoored, adrift in a terrifying new world with no capacity to understand how this happened. I watched a segment yesterday with Rachel Maddow who talked about, I need to actually pull up the quote because she talked about how her, her, she needs to rewire her brain uh, in order to walk through the street and not feel like people are a threat to her. Quote, I feel like I'm going to have to rewire myself so that when I see someone who is out in the world without wearing a mask, I don't instantly think you are a threat or you are selfish or you are a COVID denier and you definitely haven't been vaccinated. She has to rewire herself to think that random people, to, to abandon the dark fantasy she has about strangers because a federal agency told her so? This is madness. And then also you have states like New Jersey and New York, which can't really fully embrace this yet because it just happened. They've been they've been operating under the assumption that they have to be as maximalist as possible. And then all of a sudden the rug is pulled out from under them and they say, wait a minute, all this stuff you were telling us for the last year to say nothing of the last several months. We, we just have to abandon that on a dime. I understand why there's re- resistance to this, because 
it doesn't make any sense from the perspective of somebody who actually trusted these agencies. People like us, it's easy. But if you really trusted these people and, and thought that they were being absolutely adhering as closely as possible to the science, capital S science, and all of a sudden they do this, it's like surrender. Can well, I use your analogy? Can I just, I just, I, you said that NSO union, what this reminds me of is the collapse of the Berlin wall and the, essentially the collapse of, of East Germany. That was two years before the end of the Soviet union, because you remember that one of the great comic, tragic, comic, bizarre things that was happening was that uh, agents of, of the Stasi, which was the secret police were showing up to work and the Stasi didn't exist anymore. So they were going to the building. The building had essentially been abandoned. East Germany no longer existed. This was the special, this was the secret police, the KGB of East Germany. And they didn't know what else to do except go to the office in the morning. There was no office. There was no East Germany. There was no secret police anymore. And yet, day after day, they would show up just to see maybe the door will be open. No, it's, it's Shevardnadze saying, you know, no, of course America's a European power. What? <laughs> well, I, I believe I, that two minutes You better ago. explain that. You better expl- explain that. Okay, analogy. So on, it's a little... boat, I think it was a boat out of in Malta during ninety negotiating essentially a soft landing space for the implosion, pending implosion of the Soviet Union. And uh, officials within the government, with the, the Gorbachev government conceded to Condoleezza Rice that American military presence in Europe was not only desirable from the perspective of the Soviet Union, but inevitable because America is, of course, a European power, which was never the Soviet Union's yeah. position right. throughout the Cold War. It's just a, an about face, a turn on a dime that would give you vertigo if you didn't see it happening. Abe, so, I'm sorry. That's okay. Here's the thing. Um, to forget rewiring, forget Rachel Maddow rewiring her brain to view other people no longer as a threat. Um, what If you accept the new sudden 180 guidance, you have to rewire your brain to realize these people have been full of it. Right? And where is that conversation among the follow the science, worship Fauci, trust the CDC? Um, that's that's what I want to know. What, how how are they explaining this? Intellect, forget emotionally, intellectually to themselves. They're that's- they're not right. They're just not. And this is where I mean, I hate to be deeply cynical about what just happened, but it was wasn't it just a week ago that you were not patriotic if you didn't constantly mask, and now it, it's your duty not to mask because you have to get vaccinated. How is this not an effort by the Biden administration to make the news good again? Exactly what we were talking about the other day about how everything's negative. They're kind of building on the negative news versus talking about a positive future. Suddenly, happy days are here again because you can take your mask off. And I mean, we're all grateful because we've been looking at the science and know that this has been safe for some time if you're vaccinated. But there is there's something deeply cynical about the choice to suddenly, haha, you know, and they, the, the Rose Garden ceremony where Kamala and Joe walk off together without their masks. I mean, it, it was bizarre to watch and i'm cynical about why they did it now <laughs> and 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 also just i want to go back to fauci here for a second it, it was couldn't have been more than i don't know two weeks ago if if that where he was still saying we don't know what's going to happen with the variants um so this is why if you're vaccinated you should still wear a mask because the variants that we could evolve and get new deadly variants that can evade the vaccine where where that's all gone now 
That's well, suddenly he, there's new Fauci, science. Fauci is all of a sudden very liberal about all this. Like he's been getting there. If you follow his day to day statements, and you can because he makes them every day, multiple times a day. But if you're like me and do, he's been evolving towards a much more liberal conception of mask mandates over the course of the last two weeks. That is just shocking. The alacrity is shocking. Um. So this let I don't accept the contention that Abu just said that you need to accept that they were full of it to to accept this. I mean, um. Why can't you just say, okay, they've looked at the science and they now see that trends, patterns, the need to get people vaccinated to provide an incentive and all of this is 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 why is why they've done this. I don't really understand why you can't do both. I mean, I agree that I think they've largely been full of it. Uh, we also have, by the way, this uh, panel of epidemiologists the New York Times spoke to, and I'm going to remind you guys again, uh, listeners, that epidemiologists are largely not doctors. They are not doctors. They are social scientists, and that they were all shocked because they were convinced that uh, people still still needed to mask, and they were it's very important to continue masking and all that. Well, the reason I think that they they do have to accept that they were, or they don't have to, they don't have to accept it. But I think the reason that this um, reveals the fact that they were uh, full of it um, is because nothing has changed. Uh, the 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 trends that they're now going on have been the trends. Um, cases have been going down. People have been getting vaccinated. Um, there is no new variant science. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's ever evolving, but there's no there's there hasn't been a breakthrough revelation. Um, so what there's what they are saying are the things that people who have been skeptical of of post vaccination masking have been saying for a long time. This is precisely right. The data has not changed. The trends that pertained two weeks ago pertain today. This is not a data dependent decision. And if this if this these agencies had not had a demonstrated habit of being overcautious, getting criticized by people they respond to, by institutions they respect and people that who within their community who they like and listen to, and then changing the guidance in response to criticism, not in response to data, we could be more charitable. I, The only thing I'll say about that, just playing devil's advocate, I'm not, you know that I don't in my heart disagree with <laughs> you guys, but I'm playing devil's advocate is, yeah, two weeks Two weeks of a of a trend continuing uh, represents more data. I mean, it's not authoritative. It's not, but it it represents a greater degree of data. Christine, I think, is a se- effectively saying uh, that the news about inflation is the reason. <laughs> Yeah, that this happened, right? I mean, I mean that's I, what you're I, they're saying. trying to distract. I, it's a distraction because actually, we've been getting vaccinated since January. People have been getting the vaccine since January. We know it was effective. We had early studies that even showed, you know, you can't trend. It's very difficult to transmit the, the even a variant to someone, etc. So we knew all this. And it wasn't enough. We know that the CDC uh, caved to pressure from the teachers unions about schools. We, we just know that political decision making has been uh, since Biden took office, uh, dogging the CDC's recommendations since since the beginning, as it did under Trump, too. I'm not, you know, 
But we know this. So yeah, I think that why May 13th? Why? Why May 13th? The logic for this, according to the people who, who are willing to speak on the record in the professional medical community is that, listen, it's my logic. It's listen, we have to give people a reason to get vaccinated. You have to give them their lives back. And unmasking is giving them their lives back. That's how you're going to reach these people. I've been saying this for weeks. And it's true. It's been true since January. That's absolutely right. But we were talking, they called us madmen. They called us crazy. Well, they're kind of calling the CDC crazy, to be fair. I mean, when when Andrew Cuomo and Howard Zucker, uh, you know, the murderer's row of of the nursing homes in New York State, say... Well, we're not sure. We're going to have to do our own independent study of this. Uh, you know, I thought that was okay among liberals during Trump because that was Trump's CDC and Trump's vaccine and all this. But this is now Biden's CDC and Biden's vaccine. And he is questioning the authority of the vaunted CDC. It's worse in New Jersey. We're governor of... Uh... Phil Murphy, my governor, has, has very explicitly said CDC guidance was the sine qua non for moving forward with any relaxation. And now he's saying, well, we don't know. You know, there's a lot of African-Americans in our state who haven't gotten vaccinated. This could be really bad. So it's not the CDC. It's not data. It's not science. It's not the federal government. It is a source of identity and they cannot let it go. Okay, but they see polls. I hear the only reason that I'm... I, what was the story in the New York Times that preceded this decision to announce the unmasking? It was Randy Weingarten, the head of the uh, American Federation of Teachers, saying, we have to make sure all schools are open in the fall. Why on earth would she make this declaration? Now, you can look at it in 17 different ways. She made the declaration because the numbers are going against her. She made the declaration because this is not – people like this do not make moves without hard focus group, you know, polling, whatever. This is a multi-zillion dollar organization that is husbanding its resources and its, and its power and its influence very carefully. And something changed. Something has changed over the last two weeks. You know what's changed? Enrollment numbers in public schools nationwide have dropped significantly. And that is, that's what pays her, her members wages as the public school teachers. And so that, and, and, and if you read, I read, obviously obsessively read her little statement. It's, it's ridiculous because she still has all these caveats that have to be met if schools actually will reopen. One of which is smaller class sizes and hire more teachers. But if you look, I know here in DC and in other big cities, the enrollment numbers for public school have plummeted. In, in places where the teachers unions are quite powerful because parents are going to vote with right. their feet and, and have right. taken many of their kids out of public school. Okay, that's but, what motivated right. part of her decision, I think. I'm sure that I'm sure that's true. But I think in the global sense, if you look at what Weingarten did and then you look at what happened yesterday and you want to, you know, you want to assume that uh, political power, uh, this is a this is this is an element, an aspect of political power, which we talked about. That is to say, Biden, we said a couple of months ago. Biden does not have to be the tool of Fauci and the CDC. He is the president of the United States. He can make it clear that his goal and his aim politically is to reopen the United States as fast as possible and that he doesn't want to hear from them with vague nostrums about how this or that might not happen. Something changed in this country when the CDC put the pause on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. That Two things happened, right? One was vaccination rates plummeted and vaccine hesitancy rose. 
And suddenly, listening to the CDC's guidance became something that was a political and logistical threat to the immediate future of the United States. And then the pause was lifted, and it actually took a couple of weeks for vaccination rates to start rising again, as they have. Like, they had plunged under a million a day. Now they're back up to, like, two million a day, which is where you'd want them. And um, obviously, if they plunged to a million, less than a million a day, and they're now double that, given the fact that that was during a period when people have to come back, you know, three weeks later for their shot, that that's a good number. That's a solid first dose number that we're seeing. Um, something happened where I think maybe Biden lost his, or Ron Klain or whatever, lost their faith in the political wisdom of doing the, we have to follow the CDC because what they were hearing and what they were seeing was something that was starting to run counter to what they need and what they need politically. And maybe even one would hope though, not to be less cynical, one would hope, you know, what they think the country needs practically, logistically, morally, spiritually, but let's just say that it's not what they need politically. Um, Putting your future in the hands of Fauci walking around saying, I don't think anyone should ever shake hands again. That is not wise. Fauci's fine as a politically, if you're a Democrat, as a counterweight to Trump and the sainted figure 40 years at the head of the... And you know what else? Not to not to continue to like going off. I mean, I, I'm happy to go off on Fauci, but who knows what the Fauci Rand Paul fight over the Wuhan, you know, lab escape thing. You know, the fact that Fauci is now being made to answer for, and the U.S. government is being made to made to a- answer questions or look into questions about whether or not the money that was being sent to the Wuhan lab from the U.S. government wasn't spent on gain-of-function activities that may inadvertently have led to the creation of this virus and its escape from the lab, maybe you want to start distancing yourself from these people because they are going to be trouble for you later. This is not a conspiracy theory. I just mean at some point you just don't invest your political future in people who do not necessarily think politically or think about anything outside of their tiny little ambit, which is Fauci's fetishization of this notion that maybe we can just keep people behaving this way and then we won't see any more respiratory diseases. Everybody wears masks if they sneeze. Everybody, no one ever shakes hands again. This is psychosis. I mean, it's understandable if, you're, if your entire life is about preventing transmission by germ or transmission by virus. But it is not how you run a society, and it is not how a society is run. You know, I mean, we're not shakers. You know, Fauci is essentially calling for everybody to live at a distance from everybody else because everybody else could could spread their sin to you personally. But there's got to come on. There's got to be a lot of internal polling, both for the Biden administration in the last few weeks. And I it's got to have happened for the teachers unions, too. And there's what's the old phrase, like when the mob starts running after you, you get to the front of the mob and pretend you're leading a parade. I mean, there's a sense in which they are they they find it finally hit them that there is a fair amount of public. Um, well, first of all, there's people voting with their feet by in places like Florida and Texas and other where there are no where the mandates have been lifted for a while living their lives. Right. And, you know, you've got midterm elections coming up. You've got governors who are clearly have been in defiance of the CDC recommendations for some time. And they're 
you know, people aren't dying. People are very happy. Um, I, I, I think that the internal polls are showing a big, showed a big shift in recent weeks for them on top of all the bad news that they're dealing with just, you know, as, as any administration must and, and that moved them. But I do think that the American people and people like Rachel Maddow, uh, Maddow is actually probably more, uh, not uncommon in this feeling. I mean, there, there's a, there's a kind of psychological whiplash that they've just imposed on the country. And so you go, we're going to have this for the next few months. I mean, I went last night. I got to train at the dojo where I train without a mask for the first time in over a year. And it was, but the leader of the dojo started class by saying, if you are fully vaccinated, you may train without a mask tonight. If you are not, you keep your mask on. And it was fine. There were no arguments. Everyone's like, cool. All right. And about half the class is vaccinated. We trained, but that was calm. And we're a community that knows each other in a restaurant. How's that going to work in a grocery store? How's that going to work? Well, I'll tell you how it works because there's already somebody up front checking for your mask. They have dedicated, and some states actually mandate this to the cost of the business that they have to keep somebody on staff to monitor compliance. Pre-existing, this position already exists. So you go to Target, and the person who checks for your masks now checks for your vaccine card because you already have it in your wallet. This is not a mandate. This is not a government program. This is not a passport system. It is simply a private arrangement between private individuals. In a in apparel, basically requirement, which is not different from what you already have, you know, producing this in your wallet. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that, and the stigma associated with being masked is enough to get you to go get vaccinated. People say, ah, yeah, they'll they'll fabricate cards or they'll pretend you somehow. Know, can I talk about the this obstacles for a are harder than it is to just simply get vaccinated? Let's talk about the obstacles because I went, I took my 14 year old daughter to get vaccinated yesterday at the Javits Center in New York. And we got, I got the vaccination card. I have one in my own wallet. I didn't, I haven't really looked at it. I have this weird Excelsior pass from New York state that I have on my phone, but so it's the first one, right? So she gets the card. The card is now, thank God is smaller than it was because the first card was too big to fit in your wallet. And this is actually smaller. Um, But it is not easily uh, duplicated. Because there is a sticker on it that indicates Pfizer, BioNTech, and the lot number. You would have to fabricate a sticker with a lot number and then the signature of the nurse who administered the dose and stuff like that. It's not just like going to you know a fake ID place and getting a fake ID printed. Well, it's this a lot. This is how to they ass- are doing it. Yeah, but it's what? a lot to assume that the you know twenty five year old at the front of you know target checking your card is going to know all that they're just going to glance at it. it okay, I'm just saying I'm just saying it of course ma- it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. I'm it's just saying I'm just saying that it, it's not simply like oh you could lie about your your vaccination status. So I, I wanted to make this even point the obstacle about the Yankees. Of like going to get you know going to get that fake card yeah. is much more onerous right than, than just to going get, to get vaccinated. to get the shot. Okay, so here's here's my thing. So, you know, there's a whole story about the Yankees, right? The Yankees, seven players in the Yankees or coaches or whatever tested positive. How could this happen? Da, da, da. How do we know they were vaccinated? There's vaccine hesitancy all over the place. Who do we know? First of all, we don't know who they are. I guess we do because you know who's benched or something. But I mean, like, maybe they're anti-vaxxers. Maybe they're afraid of the vaccine. You know, I don't know what. Could be anything. You know, we don't know. I know all these, I know various people who've been tested, you know, tested positive and the tests were, 
the tests were wrong. So um, our the presumption that everybody has some piece of has some anecdotal piece of data about how people are still getting you know are still getting it even though they were vaccinated. Yeah, you know I don't know. How do you prove that a Yankee was vaccinated? Uh, you know, is that a conspiracy theory? No, I mean, sounds so, like an SAT test question. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird set of circumstances. And the other weird set of circumstances is uh, living with this kind of cognitive dissonance that we're talking about that could uh, disrupt your sleep, uh, ruin your focus, uh, make you feel bad because who knows what's going on in the country. And wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you? get through all that and act and be better there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy-to-use app, one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace is a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions. Their members swear by in for parents. Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads, Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash commentary. That's headspace.com slash commentary for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash commentary today. What do we make of Andrew Cuomo and Governor Murphy and the people who uh, greet this? Not Rachel Maddow and people like that, but people in political power uh, saying, "Eh, wait a second. I don't know what to make of it. I, I honestly well, there, it's first of all, it's it's at least interesting to see Governor Murphy, in my state, give up the game that is being played in national media outlets, left leaning national media outlets. That the only people we have to worry about are Trump supporters. Those are the only people who are vaccine hesitant. Everybody else adheres to public guidance. And then the minute this comes out, they say, "Wait a minute." The African-American population in the state is vaccinated to the tune of like 7%, 14%, something like that. It's low. It's real low. And now all of a sudden we, oh, wait a minute. We have our own constituents to worry about. Maybe if they'd have been worrying about their own constituents over the last three months, four months, we wouldn't be in this position. There's not an invalid concern on Murphy's part. The, fr- the frustration is that they're only just now acknowledging it. Okay, but... Let's talk about Cuomo. I mean, so this is this is implicitly about fears that populations within the states are not getting vaxxed? or is it? Cuomo's- hey, I'm the one. I'm the one who wants to be. Okay, go ahead, Abe. I'm sorry. Yeah, Qu- Cuomo knows that his strong suit is um, seeming to protect uh, New Yorkers, worried New Yorkers from the virus. Um, he he rose to national prominence for his, you know, his, his lockdown and his, his, you know, uh, uh, you know, steadfast, aggressive approach to the virus, supposedly. Um, why would he, why would he relinquish, why would he relinquish that uh, so soon when he has reason to believe that many New Yorkers are 
skeptical of of the of the new CDC guidance. See, I, I would go. I was going a slightly different place. I think he wants to be the one to lift the mask mandate. Uh, he doesn't want Biden and the CDC to do it. He wants to get credit for being the person who lifts it, and he is pissed off. <laughs> That Biden took that away from him. And but what's more, be. didn't brief him, didn't tell him beforehand so that he could call a press conference at two o'clock and do it before Biden did it at four or whenever Biden did it. I mean, but ultimately, when the mask mandate is lifted, it'll be his edict. No, but he he was he was he was trumped. He was uh, he was sandbagged. He was signed. You know, nobody told him. Nobody told him he gets to do it. He ordinarily. What would happen? And one of the reasons that they did this in this surprise way, they did it so they could get credit. That's why they did it this yes, way. They exactly. could have had a phone call, a 50-state phone call with the governors, with the task force that Cuomo chairs, and said, I, we want you to know that at 3 o'clock we're having a meeting, that we're having a session, Biden is going to come out and lift the mask mandates indoors and outdoors, and we wanted to give you the heads up so that you could prepare your health departments for blah, 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 blah. Clearly, they did not do that. Or if they no, did it, they did it. They did it in that way that, like, you make the phone call when the planes are about to bomb instead of before you before the planes take off to give the heads up. Well, because and, so many gover- governors had already rejected that. I mean, they were already doing what Biden now has mm-hmm. announced in the Rose Garden. Everyone should do so. That I mean, politically, it's savvy for him to have sprung it on everyone, but. I don't agree. I think actually what, what you're seeing here um, is yet another, I mean, except for the goodwill that the media have for him, this is a bungle. It is not a good thing. What do you want to do? What do you want to do with the biggest piece of news of the year? What you would have done in previous times was bring in the anchorman for for off the record on background thing about that you're doing this or do it at 630 on the, or, 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 Give a nationwide address at eight o'clock at night to explain what's happening. And then you advance it and you, you give briefings to McConnell and Pelosi and, and, uh, and Schumer and McCarthy. And you do what you do when you make a major decision that has enormous impact on American lives. And they, he just dribbled this out all of a sudden. They don't know what they're doing in public relations terms. They got Biden saying inflation's not a problem, but you better get a job, or I'm going to throw I'm going to throw Thor's hammer at your head. They there there is there are real signs of incredible communications weaknesses here, and and again, not gaming this out. Now you do it because you don't want it to leak. But so what? Let it leak. What What do you need the but, credit for? Be uh, for 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 the surprise? Yeah, and that's why this is. I mean, as as welcome, I, as 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 much as I welcome this, and as much as I think this is sound policy and, and appropriate policy at this point in the in the pandemic. I mean, they they just bungled this horribly because they just for for everybody who relied on these agencies for guidance and authority and thought that anybody who didn't listen to them was just the, a Neanderthal, to use the president's words, just two months ago. Uh, all of a sudden, that rock solid conviction just dis- disappears overnight, and then everybody who is already skeptical of these agencies says, "Well, look, you know, we're vindicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah." But look at what a bunch of boobs these these people are. Who's satisfied by this? What political constituency is out there saying, "Well, here you go. Well, good job. You really, you really nailed this one." Everybody's disappointed by this in some way. Well, I, I just think it's a. I think we have to start thinking 
we don't have to. I think there are reasons to think that uh, the Biden people did a brilliant job getting him elected. And they are actually quite clueless about how to run the presidency day to day. Now things are calm, but they're calm because of the because of the media. I'm going to give you an example of the calm because of the media. So um, Marsha Fudge, the uh, former congressman who is now the uh, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, yesterday or this morning uh, was tasked with, or you know, f- was found by an investigation that she had violated the Hatch Act by talking about who should win the Senate in Ohio in 2022, where she's from, given the retirement of Rob Portman. Um, she's Secretary of Housing and Urban She, you know, she violated the Hatch Act. I don't think there are going to be big stories about this. I mean, there I, I know it because there were some little stories about it, but it's not going to make a big noise this is literally the first i'm hearing about this okay well this happened she was <laughs> she she violated the hatch Act. it's not a bit the hatch act says you cannot pot you cannot uh use your federal office to politic uh you know to to be involved in partisan politics and obviously the trump administration was very loose about, about this following the obama administration's real looseness about it uh but i mean there are open and shut cases apparently this was as open and shut a case as you could pretty closely have um uh so uh, they're 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 not going to suffer for it because the story will largely be ignored or overlooked. Well, which but is what they've happened. done to Granholm. Granholm's energy uh, department, she's actually, they claim they're going to investigate it. But, you know, she has investments in one of the companies that the Biden administration is touting as a clean energy company. I mean, that that seems pretty corrupt. Right. If that had been a Trump cabinet member, we certainly would have seen many, many stories about it. Right, right. So, But I'm saying you can pick all sorts of things that are going on, Right. You've got a controversy over the um, Assistant Secretary of State for Human Rights, Sarah Margon, but you wouldn't know that there was a controversy over this nomination unless you read the Washington Free Beacon. There was a controversy over um, the person who has apparently been nominated or is going to be hired as the Civil Rights uh, Assistant Secretary in the Department of Education because she was the administrator of the Title IX Star Chamber policies of the Obama administration. and there is the case of the Assistant Secretary of State for Human well, whatever Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights, uh, Kristen Clark, who you know uh, was involved in anti-Semitic activities in the 1990s, uh, and and um, ha- were the press willing to you know willing to sort of go at the Biden administration? Uh, they have plenty of fodder, but. Biden's relying on that to remain the case forever is would not be wise. My point is that all of these are kind of avoidable errors. You're depending on a lot of external factors protecting you from controversies erupting all over the place. And sometimes when the dam breaks, the dam will break big. They they are they are they don't know what they're doing is what I'm saying. I think you can say they don't really know what they're doing. Uh Every time they roll out a piece of news, they don't roll it out well. Uh, they keep going back and forth, particularly on these health matters, and uh, and, and I, you know, uh, uh, even their the, even their big efforts, like the sort of the you know the pitch for the infrastructure and jobs bill, his speech, all of that, 
kind of land with a thud. And you know why I think they land with a thud? Because what matters is this. What matters is the mass. What matters is getting past Corona. That is what matters to the American people. It remains the top item in every poll is the virus, getting through the virus, getting rid of the virus, getting, you know. And so if he's going to stand there and say, hey, you know what? If you're vaccinated, you're in the clear. Get vaccinated, you're in the clear. That he doesn't give a national speech about? That he doesn't give a, an Oval Office address about? Most important issue in the country. He is saying to the American people, here is your get out. I understand most people aren't in jail, but you know what I'm saying. Here's your get out of jail free card. Go get a jab. You know what? Some people are going to give you a beer. Some people give you a lottery ticket if you do it. Just go do that. And we're all out of this. You know, we're almost there. We're so close. All I need is for you guys to do this. What, what is? Where is the downside? They don't know what they're doing. So this means that the that what we speculated about when he was pushing his COVID relief bill when he first uh, right after inauguration that keeping the bad news front and center as a political strategy to get more money out the door um, and to have that political victory for the Democrats may have had a lot of unforeseen circumstances down the line in terms of messaging uh, when it's over, right? I mean, we, we talked about this at length, and I think this is a this example, the, the bungling of the mask, lifting the mask mandate, it, that's part of that, what they, they kind of are reaping the whirlwind, right? They, they started this with their, their tone and their, their discussion of the, of the virus's trajectory. I, I think <clears throat> um, part of the challenge for them, and, you know, if, if, Part of what would make it hard for Biden to have made a much bigger deal of this and to have made a, a speech uh, from the White House is he would have had to account for and explain why he and the administration had taken the exact opposite tack up until this moment. Why? But I think that's. But I think that's. that's, that's that. yeah, I think that's just just in fr- just in framing the news. But it's easily enough dealt with. You can say, uh, you know, vaccination rates are up, case rates are down, hospitalizations are down, everything is going in the right direction, and the people who are leading this country, you, the noble Americans who are leading this country out of the virus because they are getting vaccinated, the science says, and this says that they are safe. They are safe from, they are safe. They will not give you the virus, and they will not get the virus from you. It is time for us to move beyond this, and everybody who everybody who gets the vaccine will be liberated. And when they are liberated, our children, you know, our children are liberated. Whatever, however you want to put it. Yeah, that's nonsense. Just, some enterprising. Who says it's not have. nonsense? It is because some of course it's nonsense. Should ask what Abe is saying, it. which is that this guidance that was pertaining two weeks ago that said that you couldn't go out, you couldn't do anything inside without a mask two weeks ago, and now you can. The science hasn't changed, and any enterprising reporter would say that. Dr. Anthony Fauci, according to Politico, said that we couldn't tell people to get the one dose and delay the second dose, right? Because the the effect of not because it was clinically effective had nothing to do with it. It was because public guidance couldn't change that quickly. You confuse people. You'd get them. To, you'd force them to stop listening to federal agencies. We wouldn't want federal guidance to change rapidly, would we? That would be bad. So right? you're, you're you're saying that people can't make a disingenuous argument in a in a presidential address? Of course they can, even if it's disingenuous. You make the best argument you have. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like we 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 don't need four trillion dollars in infrastructure spending. <laughs> you know, you can still give a speech about it. 
and say that, you know, the country's future is at stake if we don't do it. I mean, you know, however you, however you want to look at it, part of the art of, of, of leadership and power um, is uh, adjusting when circumstances change and then making it look like you're still steady, even though you're adjusting. I mean, I just whole think, point about that. Yeah, okay. No, ahead. no, it was just a small point. I just think that, you know, part of this announced part of this news is that is the administration saying, all right, you got us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, the circumstances have changed. They're just not clinical. They're political. Well, they're and, not and, and acknowledging that does shine a light on those political circumstances, which are disadvantageous from the perspective of the White House. I don't know. You know, it's like maybe the David Leonhardt story about how do we know? How do we know? You're that all Biden coming around to my cynical theory, though. No, how do we know? No, but no, but I'm going to give you a different thing. So Biden is a you know is a is a is a dip, and he's whatever he is. He's sort of thick and dumb and stuff. Um, and he reads the story in the New York Times that says they said that the transmission rate, you know, was 10%, but it's actually 0.1%. And he's like, hey, what the hell is this? <laughs> Nobody told me this. What the hell is going on here? Come on, man. How do we how do we know that didn't happen? It's probably There's a story in the New York Times about how he's very short with people and he hangs up on people when he doesn't like what they're saying to him and stuff like that. You know, nice guy Biden and all that. He's apparently, you know, a querulous old man who, you know, who who loses his temper quite easily and gets frustrated very easily anybody reading that story with an open mind would have gone wait wait a minute people so have you been handing me a bill have you been handing me a bill of goods Are 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 you telling me the truth I'll bet you the David Leonhardt story had a lot to do with this, because if you recall, the outdoor mask mandates, the consensus around outdoor mask mandates lifted only a couple of days after a consensus sort of formed in Slate and New York Times around the unnecessary nature of these mandates. Had nothing to do with the data or the the, science. Science hasn't guided our COVID politics for a long time. Elite consensus does. The the real question is, uh, let me give you an example of something. So, remember, Trump announced that, you know, he wanted to leave Afghanistan, right? That was, what, 2018. And Mattis resigned and uh, – uh, or Syria, whatever. I mean, everybody, people resigned and there was a, there were rear guard actions to prevent him and sort of, you know, to prevent this from happening and all of that. What What is the possibility? Because we follow, things need to follow along with this, right? More things need to happen. The obvious one that I keep talking about is summer camp. I mean, okay, I'm implicated because my kids are going to summer camp, but um, that is an obvious thing. Uh, CC issued this psychotic guidance where children are going to have to walk. And granted, children are not going to be vaccinated, although a lot of them, 12 to 15, may well be. Particularly, it's and you know, sleepaway camps don't are largely for kids who are over or 12 and over. But uh, they're going to have to lift that. Are they going to? Are they going to, are we going to hear like leaks out of the CDC about how this was really reckless that this happened? The epidemiologists who told the New York Times that everything is terrible. Are we going to see a revolt against this that will reveal that this was a political decision or is everybody going to fall in line and be a good soldier? I don't know. I think that's something to watch for. And with that, I think we will let you have the most wonderful unmasked weekend that you can possibly have. Cause I assume that almost everybody who listens to this is vaccinated. And if you're not go get vaccinated, you idiot. Um, 
seriously i don't want to hear okay, that's I don't a stick want... we need to use carrots now carrots no sticks. i don't need to use carrots <laughs> i don't need to use carrots i could use guilt but i'm not going to use guilt if you're not vaccinated you're an idiot for a no and christine have a great weekend i'm john pod keep the candle burning